Hey, legends, you know, none of our interviews or episodes ever date, ever. They are all timeless and ready for you for when you're ready to listen. Download the lot and rip in. The following is rated MA. Some people may find it offensive. It contains language, adult themes and immature content, as well as fart jokes. There will be lots of fart jokes. Listener discretion is advised. You've been warned. Aha, the Weekly Wodge. If you're a first-time listener, welcome to the Wodge. If you're a regular, welcome back, legends. It's a fast-paced look at the wonderful world of sports, in particular rugby league, where nothing or no one is off-limits. It's unfiltered in every sense of the word. A cracking half-hour or thereabouts awaits with some of the game's finest dropping in for a chat with me, but for you. We normally do this at the end of the watch, the rating and review thing, but we have to start with it this week. See, every week someone wins an unfiltered trucker's hat for the best review on Apple Podcasts. We don't know why, but the ratings and reviews really help us on the search engines and spreading the word about the potty. And if you haven't yet, we'd love a five-star rating and review. We often say, grab our attention, make your review different. Well, This week, that was taken to a whole new level. Get this review from one of the legends, a very loose one at that. He wrote, How do I rate Andy Raymond unfiltered? Listening to unfiltered is as good as seeing Wayne Bennett smile, Cameron Munster's 2020 Game 3 Heroics, watching Manly blow a 12-point halftime lead against your team, a Benji Marshall flick pass on a fine October evening, a Kalen Ponga goosey, a Sean Johnson highlight reel, a Roger Tuavasashek ankle breaker, and a debutante scoring first try of the match, a Darren Lockyer intercept try to start a dynasty, a George Tafua bone rattler, a Kyle Felt 80th minute try in the biggest game of his career, sad face, Broncos fan here. Watching Scotty Sattler's grand final tackle on repeat, Sam Burgess hitting the ball up from the back fence, and the Darren Albert try in 97 grand final. Now that you know how good Unfiltered is, not listening to it would be as crazy as Greg Inglis trying to kick a field goal when down by two points, Craig Bellamy, Aaron Woods trying to jump on his New South Wales teammates trying to celebrate a Michael Jennings try, and the 2013 Origin streaker. Love your work, AR. How did you spend your long weekend and what was your go-to beer? You, sir, are an out-and-out legend, an immortal. What a unit. What a loose unit. What a review. We absolutely love it. The go-to beer this long weekend, Bloke Beer bloke in a bar, Den and Kemp and the crew, it is a quality drop. Anyway, that's how you get our attention. Enjoy your hat. If you're enjoying Andy Raymond Unfiltered, please go to Apple, Spotify or wherever you're listening and subscribe to the podcast and give us a five-star rating and review. 
If you don't, I'll send my mother-in-law to your place for the weekend. And trust me, you don't want that. We may be seeing the weirdest record in rugby league history being set at the moment. Then again, they're weird times. Bailey Sirenen has signed with the Warriors. He's training presently and getting ready to play, but with COVID, he may not actually put foot in New Zealand all year. Really odd start, mate. Yeah, it is. It is different. Um, look, you saw what the, the boys did last year and the sacrifice awesome. they made to come over. So, um, you know, I can't complain about, about what's going on. You know, I, I'm, I'm a single bloke. I've got no kids. So, um, you know, I'm pretty flexible. What were your first impressions of the club? Loved it. Loved it. From from day dot, you know, we the the boys based in Australia were down in Kiama. Yeah. Um, and the professionalism straight away from there was was awesome and, and really um, evident. And then we're in Tenworth now, and it's been awesome to, to have those boys come over. And um, you know, being in a in a camp like this, it forces you to get to know everyone real soon. So yeah, um, yeah I've really enjoyed it. Good mix: some older blokes, some younger guys, some sort of seventy to one hundred gamers within the club. Um, some talented blokes too. Absolutely, yeah. Um, like you said, you know, we've got those those leaders in the group that yeah. You know that that stand out, and then we've got a great group of of younger blokes that haven't played much footy, but yep. um, you know you can just see that the talent's there. So it's really exciting times. Torhu Harris, leader, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I've I've noticed a lot from him um, being being in the middle, especially. Yep. I can he's someone I can go up to and just have a conversation with about certain things, and um, you know he's always open for a chat. And um, yeah, I really respect him as a person, as a player. Good luck in twenty twenty one, great man. Thank you. Cheers, mate. One hundred and seventy-three games over ten seasons at the West Tigers between two thousand and six and two thousand fifteen. Keith Galloway has dropped in for a chat on the weekly watch. What stands out from your time at the Tigers, buddy? Yeah, mate. Obviously, you had um, you know the, the the bulk of my career at, at the Tigers. Um, you know, I love my time there. Gained some really good good mates, uh, some good friendships over the years. But probably, mate, probably two thousand and ten, two thousand and eleven. Yeah. Um, my favourite years there. Around that period, you know, we we're, we're, we're sort of pushing pushing every team in the comp. And, you know, we probably um, – some people could have said we should have we should have won a comp one of those years. But um, probably those years, mate, we were very competitive. Um, we were there at the end in September. We just, you know, 2010, we, we got beat by a field goal by the Dragons and they, they won the competition easily the next week. And then um, the next year against Warriors, we got pipped in the last minute again in the semifinals. So – them two years were probably my favourite sort of years at the club because we were so competitive. An amazingly talented footy side at the time. Benji Marshall's an obvious standout when we talk about that. What he did on the playing field was awesome, but it was the freakish shit that he did away from the cameras on the training paddock that was just off the charts. Like, he could do everything, but the fans only got to see what he did on a weekend. Yeah, mate, all that all that stuff he does on the field, mate. He could do he does that at training. Not it's just not one free play. He can do it time and time again. Um, his flick passes just hit the mark. It's just every, everything he does, mate. Even he's that talented at, at everything else too. He's just he's, everything he does. He's talented at you know. It's just a, a freak of nature. I don't like blokes like that. Good looking, good golfers, <laughs> good footballers, fair sorts. Yeah, they've they've got the lot, and I got left with fucking nothing. Mate, it was a pretty good mix of experience and youth. There were some superstars. There were some tradesman-type players. 
There were some serious guys. There were some loose units. It was a really good combo because in a club, to be successful, you need a whole bunch of different characteristics. Oh, definitely, mate. Yeah, like you sort of exactly what you said. Uh, we had a bit of everything, mate. We had some good young players coming through, and I think Tim Sheen's just managed, managed, managed us all well. Yeah. Obviously, we're you know so many different individuals, but we all come, we all came together, and um, we're all good mates. Every day at training was fun. I, I, those sort of um, those years stood out because every every single day at training, you'd come in, you'd be laughing, you'd be, you know, you train hard, but. You wanted to be there, you know. It was good fun. Speaking of fun at training, I saw on social media a while back you were reminiscing and you posted up a little bit of fun with your old mate Bryce Kenneth Gibbs, <laughs> the two big fellas, just getting a little bit of anger out, of letting a little bit of steam off, and throwing some. But that's what it was like. Yeah, man, I was probably I was probably doing what every 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 other sort of player in the competition wanted to do. You know, yeah. put one on on Gibbs's chin because. Yeah, he's one of the biggest scrubs in the game, but um, yeah, he's one of my best mates too. So, mate, that was fun, mate. We sort of, you know, we just had a little scuffle, and I sent someone sent me the video. I mean, we're having a laugh, and he's, he sort of dared me to post it, so I put it up, put it up, <laughs> and um, mate, oh yeah, it's 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 good fun, mate. I'll, when I look back and stuff like that, um, mate, we, we we're best mates the next day. We're having having breakfast and stuff like that together, laughing about it. So. They were good times, mate. They certainly were. And he is right up there in the Olympic final of loose units, Bryce Kenneth Gibbs, but one hell of a footballer as well. You mentioned 2011 perhaps being your best year ever. You played City Country. You debuted in Origin and also for your country. That is a massive year in terms of individual honours. Yeah, mate. Well, yeah, I sort of um, – it, it was it was a good year, mate. I sort of um, – that's when I've obviously played all my rep footy, and you know, I only I played sort of the last game of Origin, but you know, I sort of I think I got on for about ten minutes, but um, you know, at least I got out there and, and stuff like that. And then at the end of the year, lucky, you know, I was lucky enough to get selected in the Aussie Aussie squad. So, um, yeah, it was obviously a, a massive achievement for myself. As young boys, either in New South Wales or Queensland, we're brought up watching and idolising our Origin heroes. What was the feeling like wearing sky blue? Oh, it's massive, mate. Obviously, you know, that's the rugby league in Australia, Origin's the pinnacle of it all, you know. So um, to actually be involved and be around the squad and actually get it, get it, get it, ended up getting getting a game was massive. Um, unfortunately, it was up in Queensland and we come up against that red hot Queensland team and it was Lockie's last game and obviously they gave us a, a, a smashing that game. But, um, you know, looking back now, it was, it, was, it was pretty, even though we got smashed, it was. So in a way, it was good to be, you know, to actually put on that jersey. Certainly is. It's a, an achievement that very select few get to enjoy. Keith Galloway, thanks for your time, mate. We'll chat again another time. Thanks, brother. Cheers, mate. What's your social media go-to for Rugby League? Take our Tip Clarkie's RL column on Insta and Facey. It's the Colin. Colin Best. There's news, previews, reviews, opinions, interviews, literally hundreds of thousands of other footy tragics just like us all ready to argue opinions and results. Best part, and I love this, all money's raised, yes all, 100%, goes to charity. Check them out at Clarkie's RL column on Insta and Facey. Tell them I sent you. Actually don't, it won't get you anywhere. Dropping in on the weekly watch like a flying fullback, a super centre or a classy number six as the West Tigers' Adam Dewey. 
Mate, there is an obvious first question right there. Favourite position. If you had to nominate one position to spend the rest of your life playing, what would it be and why? Yeah, that's, a, that's a fair intro. Um, I guess personally, the, the six. Um, I've yeah. played all my junior footy um, in the halves and it's where I feel most comfortable and more dominant. So um, I like having my hands on the ball and I like you know sort of steering the ship around and being on the ball and making plays and stuff. So... Um, if it was my call and if it was all a sunny day, I'd, I'd be wearing the number six. Coaches just love them, a versatile player. Guys like yourself, like uh, Tyrone May, Victor Radley or yeah. an Alex Johnson type, it does have its advantages, but I would imagine it can get really frustrating at time. You play three weeks in the centres, then there's an injury and you're back at fullback and then you're at 5-8 and you're thinking, just leave me somewhere, please. <laughs> Yeah, yes and no. There's obviously positives and negatives that come with it. I guess um, as a young kid coming through, you'd, you'd obviously want to play anywhere in the 17. So that's what, that's what I was like in my first few years in grade. And yeah. um, to, to Sebes' credit at South, he played me pretty much everywhere in the back line. I yeah. even got on that hooker at one stage. And um, yeah, I was, I was just fine to jump on wherever and be, I guess, playing first grade footy. Um, so yeah, but, but now yeah, I'm starting coming to a stage in my career where I really want to settle down a position and I feel as though um, this year coming up in 2021, I, I said the number six jersey being mine, and um, I guess I can take it and you know, move on with it. Hooker, wow! Uh, any <laughs> any plans to go back into the scrum? I definitely won't be playing hooker ever again <laughs> in, in my in my career. <laughs> Let's just say that. Uh, I nearly oh. broke my back, but he'd be able to pass the ball. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Mate, year one done at the Tigers. How was the experience? I mean, I guess it was a an odd year anyway, 2020. I guess personally uh, personally, and also as an organisation, obviously a, a very disappointing season for us. Yep. Um, we, we honestly had genuine hopes to, I guess, play finals footy and break the 10 or so year drought, whatever it's been, um, at the club. And, you know, the reason why I wanted to come to the club is, you know, to challenge myself. And, um, you know, I've been a Tigers fan all my life and played my junior, at the, junior footy at the club. So um, when the opportunity came up to go back there and, I guess, play fullback and, um, I was lucky enough to play every game yep. um, last year, and I guess to finish outside the top eight is, yeah, as I said, you know, really disappointing for us as a club, and something we'll have to, you know, carry with us and um, build on for for the next year. Mate, some great stories about Benji Marshall and, and how he helps young players. He's a guy that's got the ability to coach. He's got a really good footy brain, but he's a good communicator. Um, mm. Was he helpful for you in twenty twenty? Yeah, he was huge. Just, just his, um, I guess, the aura that he has with him, and yeah. um, the way he can just, the way he can just carry himself to be a, a, a teammate and a mate to you, not, not, not be this, you know, superstar and try and think he's better than anyone. You know, he's a, he's a genuine um, good bloke, and yep. um, that's what I like the most about him. And yeah, in terms of the, his skill set and the stuff he does, I guess, at training and on the paddock is, oh, it's just you know, some of the craziest. Stuff I've, I've seen, you know, he's up there with the pe- people like I've trained with GI and stuff. That the stuff they do is just, yeah, you honestly blink sometimes and think, like, yeah, you know, how do they do that? And yeah, yeah he's helped me, you know, hugely in you know, stripping down defensive numbers and uh, when to hit short, when to hit long, and, you know, when to kick long, when to kick short. And yeah, it was honestly a huge um, asset to have, to have for us and, and for me personally. You're listening to Andy Raymond Unfiltered. Want to be part of the team? We have both corporate and private sponsorship packages available. You set the terms. Check out the website at andyraymondunfiltered.com.au or send an email to terry, that's with an I, 
at andyraymondunfiltered.com.au. A really emotional Legend Series interview with Owen Craigie is up and ready to listen to an amazing two-part interview titled The Rise and Fall and Rise Again. You're admitted to the psychiatric facility, as you said, you endured lengthy rehabilitation. Mm. How confronting was it? Were you, they forced you to look into the mirror? The for, yeah. So, there's a, so rehab is all about, so rehab's a spiritual healing, 12 steps recovery. So when you go, so you got to have a, they say you got to have a spiritual awakening or you got to have some sort of spiritual journey to reconnect the flame, the spirit in yourself. Mm. So what I learned about me at this stage was I'm 41, I'm going through a divorce, I'm a father of three kids, um, binge drinker, I'm, a social, I'm on the coke socially, I'm gambling, I'm broke, I'm homeless, I'm about to go bankrupt. Um, 41, well, I should be li- living in the French Riviera, living on the yacht, eating caviar, drinking Crown Lagers, you know, with the kids. And me. Like, that's the life I should have had, you candle up. But <laughs> wasn't meant to be. So what you need to do is understand, well, what next for Owen Craggy? Yep. And my life today is... Uh, I don't have a structure, I don't have a diary, I don't know what tomorrow brings. Today I'm with you, you know, and you've sent me a few texts to remind me this now because I would have forgot about it because I'm caught up in the working on me and looking after me. And yep. I, only thing I know is I'll see my kids on, on the weekend and that's the highlight of my life, you know. Let's rewind back to Episode 9 of Unfiltered, the Legend Series interview with Daily Cherry Evans. And so there, there was definitely that moment. And in, and when you're that young, you, you do think you're invincible. You think you're playing good footy. You're ready to play first yeah. grade. And I was no different. I certainly thought I was up for it. But um, Des was the coach at the time back then and, um, you know, made it pretty clear that that was the next progression for me was to see me play against uh, grown men um, up in the Queensland Cup. Um, you know, a very um, – well, it has become a, quite a prestigious competition within Australian rugby league. Yeah. So. He wanted to see me up there and um, it's funny, I'll tell you a funny story. Um, about halfway through the year, I'd started to play some really good footy up there and at our club, we'd had some uh, injuries uh, and potential rep players with Foz, Hocko, City Country, all this sort of stuff. Yeah. And I mustered up the courage and I've walked across the field at training to see Dez. Mate, can I have a chat to you? <laughs> I said, just, you know, with the way I'm playing, there's a few injuries, a bit of rep footy coming up. There might be a chance. And he goes, mate, you're not going to play this year. <laughs> <laughs> he said, I just need you to go up there and keep developing, mate. And, um, oh. you know, we'll look at it again next year. And it absolutely crushed me. <laughs> you turned around with your tail between your legs and walked back across the field. <laughs> I just just looked at the boys and went, nah. <laughs> We are fucking stacked with Legend Series interviews over the next couple of weeks. A really cool chat is with my man, the ogre Mark O'Mealy. Great fella, great storyteller, and one with a very good memory. Mark, what's your biggest regret over your career? Uh, not many. I got to have so many highlights. You know, I got to play for my country, got to win State of Origins and, and, and our World Grand Finals. But um, biggest, you know... Regret, we should have won more comps at the Dogs. Yeah. 02 and then 06. Um, 06 were Belton Broncos. Uh, we should have went on and 
and uh, went through the grand final and belt in Melbourne. But uh, oh, Willie, as much as we love him and how influential he is and loud he is, he had to at half time give big Shane Webke a mouthful up the tunnel. I think it was 24-2 or 24-4 at half time. And Mace had to give him a spray, enjoy retirement, Webby, and got into him. And uh, Webby went in the sheds apparently and tore strips in him and said, are you going to let that loud mouth out there beat us today? And Broncos come out. Sean Berrigan found a gear I'd never seen him have. He scored three tries, um, went under one Clive Churchill, and and uh, they won the comp. So that was a massive you know, missed opportunity. Oh. And then we had to put up with Barrow and Australian Tour, <laughs> giving it to us for seven weeks about how Mace lost us the grand final. Do you remind Mace of this over the years? Yeah, he knows. Yeah. But, uh, you know, there was a lot of things there. Mace just added fuel to the fire. There was a couple of interchange decisions, I think, because of the in 04 we'd lost Price in Roy and we went in lean and we had a, a rookie bench. Um, you know, folks who tried to, to bring off Sonny and myself, Mason, and tried to take us in there fresh to the GF, but the momentum that the Broncos had in the second yep. half, we couldn't, we couldn't stop it when we got back on the field. Here's a question. What are you most proud of, mate? Um. Most proud, most proud moment winning the grand final, Bulldogs grand final low four. Most proudest moment, um, playing for your state, very you know it's a personal achievement. Yep, and it, it's very you know honourable and something that to me I cherish. But proudest moment was something I achieved with a, a group of guys and a club and a fan base that have been through a lot of turmoil, a lot of yeah. a lot of shit. Over the years, to get that win, it was sort of like a we, we did it. We beat us, you know. We beat the system. So that that was probably my most proudest moment. Oh, Willie, that's us for this episode. Next week's Legend Series interview: the three-sport national representative and icon Michael Cleary. It is a beauty. Have a great week, legends. Make sure your beer is cold, your palmy is large, your bets are winners, and your massages end with a smile. Oh, and make sure you're back pikey in the last. <laughs>